0: Welcome to Uncover Untapped Markets. I'm your host, Junie Baptiste-Poiterien, or call me Junie. I'm the visionary and problem solver that gets people to say, I didn't think about that, and give you a new perspective into how we can design products that benefit all. Uncover Untapped Markets illuminates the unique struggles and desires of product consumers and tech users for business leaders. As the founder and CEO of Propel Innovations, a boutique of inclusive design research giving businesses a competitive edge, we've asked ourselves, why aren't we targeting the multifaceted nature of people to build products that are adaptable? And business leaders have asked us, why is it important to design inclusively? Get ready to dive into a podcast that unveils the raw and emotional stories of people who have felt frustrated with products that just don't get it. As we explore how meeting unique needs becomes a secret weapon for your business's success. We'll walk you through their journeys, shedding light on the struggles they face and the unique needs they have. This podcast is your gateway to understanding why designing products with those often overlooked is not only a smart business move, but also a way to make a positive impact while unlocking a competitive edge that your business truly deserves.
1: Hello. How are you? Hi, Jenny. I'm good. Thanks. How about yourself?
0: Good, thank you. Um, that's good. Great to like have you. I still remember, I don't even I can't remember really how I met you, but I've actually never met you yeah. in person. I know you <laughs> yeah.
1: virtually and on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. Like, I don't remember, so I can't tell if it started on LinkedIn or if it started on Instagram. So like one or the other one I know the that. other but now we're like we just text and we just call each other so which is good so you know social relationship are good after
0: all <laughs> exactly that's it right it doesn't matter if it's like, yeah like, yeah or whatnot like because um cause, yeah yeah you're based in Sydney and I'm based in Geelong near Melbourne so it's kind of hard to meet in person
1: yeah <laughs> <But It's>... I... <laughs> tell me about it yeah <laughs>
0: But I absolutely love what you're doing, and that's the reason why, like, I've been following you, and wanted to, you know, get to know you and whatnot. And I'm so happy that you're yeah. here as well. Um, so, just give us a bit of background about the multifacets that you belong to.
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Princess, um, and I'm the founder of Entor Beer, which is a new skincare brand that just recently launched in Australia. I'm born out of frustration, really, to be honest. (laughs) I'm from feeling left out in the beauty industry so I decided you know what I'm gonna create the inclusive skincare community that I've always wanted so and here here we are and to be honest I think it really kind of I never saw myself going into the beauty industry so it's something that sort of just happened just because I saw a problem and I was like oh this gives some in me so I was like okay fine let me do something about it instead of waiting for other big brands to change it and you know growing up in Australia you also know this you know depend, like no matter what industry you're in we're still far behind like we're like ground zero because you know most of us are first generation migrants or second generation so everything is just like we have to build everything so you know that's a whole other story but <laughs> that's sort of why I ended up you know going into the skincare brand because there was no one else doing it so I was like okay fine I'll be the first to create this brand But you know a lot of people are looking for including myself and you know my cousins so that's what I do and I also am a student so I go to Macquarie University and I study Bachelor of Business Administration which you know I'm working slowly you know towards completion (laughs) when you do too many things you sort of have to you know slow down the process of completing one or the other but you know we're getting there and I'm also working full-time um, in corporate Australia so that's like my nine-to-five you know um, the way I pay my bills so that's fun um, and yeah so that's I guess a sort of a day-to-day you know um, story about what I do. Um, but I am from Zimbabwe so I was born in Africa and then I migrated to Australia when I was like really young so I've gone to primary school and high school here and then um and you know and to university as well so um people call me uh, Afro-Australian that's sort of like how I identify as you know (laughs) and (laughs) and you know I'm a black um 21 year old so I'm very young as well um 21 year old black woman so I think that's another you know facet that I identify as and I and besides all of those things I'm a sister a friend and of course a daughter to my beautiful mother so yeah that's sort of like a little backstory
0: yeah and I just really yeah. love how like there are just so many different aspects of you different facets of you that just you yeah know, up like you know creating this image as well or this representation like at a yeah. multi level like your age yeah. the, you're working full time you're studying and you're building a business and yeah it's really fascinating because you've also won, won awards
1: um yeah you're really striving for it uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Go for gold you know. Like my biggest, um, I guess one liner is, um, go bigger or go home. So like that's sort <laughs> of like the mentality that I have. Like you know, if you're not trying to you know rule the world, then just don't start it at all. You know, if your dream doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. So that's yeah, that's that's sort of what motivates me to doing all of these things at the same time.
0: Yeah, I love that saying. Go home. yeah, go go. What is it? <laughs> I'm already go, big. <laughs> go big go go home go bigger go home yeah yeah it's yeah. something that like um like in triathlon you hear a lot of people say that as well but I think as yeah. well entrepreneur when you're building a business like just try to get to the end of the finish line just try to cross exactly. it exactly yeah yeah and so what's that big dream of yours? Like, what do you want to say? Like, okay, cool. I made it home now. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Yeah. I Sorry. Okay, yeah. cool, I made it big now, not home, big.
1: Yeah, not fair enough. Um, so that's a very really good question. When I tell you, I've been thinking about this question so many times. Um, because like, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot is like, defining what success looks like to you. You know to me as a person because you know like I understand like I sort of come to this realization or understanding that like you can have all the money you have like in the world but you can still not be happy you know what I mean you can have all the wealth or you can buy a Lamborghini whatever you want but still be like very sad and depressed so I've been trying to avoid you know like putting my success and linking it towards money like financial status and trying to find another way that has nothing to do with money. So for me, I'll probably say, I think it comes back to the reason why I started Entor. I think for me, Entor is more like a a stage for me to then climb on top and sort of talk about what I want to talk about and things that are close to my heart. Um, And those are things that like, you know, the importance of diversity and inclusion and also equity. And then also things like Africa, bringing Africa to the world. Like I'm very passionate about Africa. And then like, you know, other things as well that like, you know, I really am really passionate about is creating an image, a better image to the Africa that's portrayed on the, you know, in the media. So like there's all of those things. I knew it required me to have some sort of substance, you know, and the substance for me is mental. So I guess we can say here, yeah, the definition of success for me is when I can be able to do all of those things without barriers of like funding or resources or the right networks or you know yeah so I think that's like my definition
0: yeah to be able
1: to speak yeah
0: (laughs) and you're so right and um I I align with you in many ways you know in 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 what you're saying you're talking about like wanting to to really just change the narrative change the representation of how people look like but also Like you wanting to be like, look, I'm setting yeah. the stage for others to be able to like come on that path. Like you're, you're paving the way for something. Yeah. And you're also changing yeah. that like people sort of perceive what yeah. beauty looks like. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And for me, it's the same thing. It's like finding that meaningfulness, that purpose that just keeps driving you, especially exactly yeah. when you can't find resources, when you can't find food, <laughs> and like, yeah, People just don't believe in what in what you can bring. What to, you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact yeah. that, like you said, right, you're trying to bring that whole, like, I'm trying to bring the aspect of Africa. I'm, I'm trying to bring an aspect of being uh, a Black woman. Um, yeah. Which, which, which are all cultures. Um, yeah. I kind of see it as traveling, right? Like you're giving them an yeah. opportunity to travel without going anywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's sort of like, you know, my end game is to really be able to, you know, connect, like, to show up authentically. I think that's probably the hardest thing to do, especially with social media, is being able to show up authentically and not having to put on a face or, like, act a certain way, which, you know, in most circumstances, you know, as being a minority, you have to do that, though, to get the job done. So it's a bit of a weird stick, really, you know what I mean? So, like, I might have to be this person in order to get things done but then at the same time it's like I'm one of authentic so it's like striking that balance
0: yeah definitely yeah and so for people who don't know much about answer beauty um tell us like you mentioned earlier you know you wanted to solve a problem like take us back to like that story like how did it all start
1: Yeah, so it started off with funny story, enterbia was never really a skincare brand. So it actually started off as a makeup brand because I have worked so in the past I worked as a model. Um just like you know, no, I don't know if I'll say full time. No, definitely not full time, more like part-time casual. So I and I really struggled when it came to like coming up on the um so coming off of the photo shoot, because most of the times the makeup artists didn't have the right products or then, you know, the hairstylist just didn't know how to work with my hair. You know, there was just a lot of things that like I would end up feeling very, you know, unseen and sort of like left out and kind of, you know, alienated because it's like everyone else looks good. But then there's just me looking like you know a ghost. So... And then that that was the the main product at uh, the main product, out oh, like so that was one of the main reasons why. And then the second reason as well is because I grew up in a very I guess um you know white dominated you know uh, suburb like area, so I kind of struggled with finding you know beauty products that were made with me in mind. So I sort of like when my friends right would be going shopping. I couldn't like relate to them. Like I had to find products outside of Australia or like I had to go and do digging on YouTube or do my own DIY recipes. Like I just always had to work harder to find the product that everyone else had available. So, and after a long time, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to sell a makeup brand and, you know, have all these shades and don't have to struggle with finding shades. But then, you know, once I started the makeup uh, brand, I started then talking to my community. So at the time, I was, you know, building brand awareness. Um, and then I was speaking to my community, doing like a lot of questionnaires on Instagram, being like, okay, so what products do you guys want this to launch? And each time, they would say something to, related to skincare and like a dark spots serum or something to do the value C. And then I was sitting there like, guys, I'm launching a makeup brand. Are you sure you don't want a makeup brand? so so then you know after and then I started speaking to my family and sort of having um thinking about myself as well and then I sort of came to the realization that you know what the really main reason why I wanted to launch a makeup brand besides the fact that you know there was no shades available in the market was also because I didn't feel confident in my own skin so I didn't feel like enough so I wanted to always make wear makeup so I can you know look good look more presentable so that's why I was sort of like wanting to heading towards the makeup Um, and then also I started with my cousins and then my cousins also like oh to be honest like you know I don't really wear that much makeup I'm more towards like you know like I really need something to get rid of like my eczema or like you know I have a of dark patches on my skin and my neck and my face is not even and I was like okay 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 (laughs) so then that sort of got me in this long journey of like a one whole year of going through like different transitions one minute I want to launch this product for these people and then so it's like you know like it's there's just a lot of growth going on like confusion but then it all led to me finally realizing what my main problem was that I wanted to target and which was hyperpigmentation, and that was also the main problem that a lot of people with melanin-rich skin also encounter as well so that's sort of how I kind of ended up there
0: yeah and yeah it's, so it's a very <laughs>
1: It's so interesting because like, you know, you had something
0: in mind and you were like, I'm going for that. But what you did really yeah. was the fact that you asked people and you're like, is this like you realize that's what I'm actually building? Like like I'm doing something completely. Yeah. But the good yeah. thing you actually listened to them and you applied yeah. that to then design the product that you have now for them. Um
1: yeah. 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 Like, yeah. like yeah, but the thing is, it was definitely like a long process. That's something like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder does every brand grow through this? You know, like the one minute you're there, <laughs> you know, the confusion. But you know, at the same time, like I was very new to the beauty industry and like I never really intended to launch a beauty, uh, beauty brand. So I had a lot of growth, which sort of led me to pivot each time and be like, okay. So, we also have to look at this type of customer. What about these people, and then you know then change our like story and everything like not stories and like um who we cater to. That makes sense. yeah, 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 yeah and, and
0: and so if for and so what kind of skincare product do you actually um sell?
1: So we launched with a pre launch product because I think it actually costs a lot of money in terms of like pro, uh, pro like, um, so, sample production and like research and all of that kind of stuff, it costs us a lot of money. So, we decided to launch without a pre launch product, which was a reusable IMAX. And the aim of the reusable IMAX was pretty much to give people a custom, you know, under eye treatment um, experience. So, if you've suffered from, let's say, dark circles or like puffy eyes or dry under eyes, you can then use the IMAX with your own skincare to sort of um, pair them together and help to treat your specific under eye needs. So, that was our very first launch. And, you know, one of the things that we really thought of as well was um, how can we be sustainable? So with our IMAX, they're made of um, a high-grade silicon, which means that it's very durable and can last, like, up to a whole year, like, if you look after it, properly, of course. And then it also comes in a little tin that you store the IMAX in. So like, there's a few things that are like, sort of, like, looking into, like, how can I be as sustainable as I can being a small brand, you know, with very little funding, so that's sort of like our first product, and then now we're working towards launching our main skincare line, which is coming soon.
0: Yeah, well, we can't wait to to.
1: to yeah, so that's that. sort of where we are.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get our hands on that. Um, yeah, <laughs> me too, me too, for sure. Yeah, and so, and so with all of the um, with all the multifaces that you described earlier, like what's the biggest barrier? Yeah. That- experiencing with developing your product with endless
1: yeah so i think the main one is definitely like limited resources and funding that's definitely the main one um it's like you can have all of these ideas you can have this you know amazing product in mind but if you don't have money it doesn't go anywhere and if you don't have the right people the right network the right distribution channels you know it just it just says this thing never existed. So that's definitely one of my main challenges is having the right um resources and funding to be able to fund the business and also, you know, a network to tap into with the, you know, the expert skills and all that stuff that can come on board and be like, okay, this is what we need to do, A, B, C, D, you know? So it's sort of like I've had to, do a lot of learning and a lot of going out of my way to really go and find those people and trying to work out how can we, you know, create this brand for these people um, that are really need this brand um, with the limited resources that we have. So that's different one. Um, and the other one is the lack of representation. So because um, normally the skincare interest was geared towards lighter skin tones. So there's actually not as much research done on melanin rich skin, which means some of the ingredients that might work for lighter skin tones, but they actually don't work for melanin rich skin. So they might actually make the situation even worse. For example, you, certain vitamin Cs, they don't even work for melanin rich skin. So it's it's trying to understand all those little nuances. And also adding them to the brand and trying to balance everything that has been a struggle. And also, not having a skincare break, uh, background or a beauty uh, background it means that I have to do the learnings. So I have to, you know, find the right people that it can educate me on this you know, certain things like ingredients or like formulation or like, you know, regulations and all of that kind of stuff. So, that's one thing. And also, just, I guess I could say, um, I guess, yeah, just lack of experience, really, I'll probably say. L- lack of experience, because I never worked in the beauty industry to that extent. And also, I don't have the connection. So, you know, so that's what I'll probably say.
0: And so, like, you were talking, like, earlier, you know, you said that you're, you're launching eye masks. You're launching yeah. skincare that's for melanin-rich. I guess there are... Yeah two questions in that um how does an eye mask and hyperpigment? sorry eye mask and melanin rich skin have like what's the correlation between the eye mask and the um melanin rich skin
1: right uh quick note as well um I'm launching skincare it's so it's for everyone Mm that our skincare is made for everyone but because I'm a woman of color you know with melanin rich skin there's problems that are you know, faced in the beauty industry that I cannot ignore so I have to make sure that I work towards solving those problems but my brand is geared towards anyone no matter your skin color as long as you have the issue that we're trying to solve which is hyperpigmentation which um anyone can experience um, no matter your skin color most. Most people experience some form of um, hyperpigmentation, whether it's melasma or it's um, dark spots. It's just that it's predominantly in melanin-rich skin because they have more melanin in their skin. So they're more prone to hyperpigmentation, but anyone else, any person can experience. So <laughs> that's another, I guess, you know, I challenge as well that I, I do experience, which is trying to make people understand that, I'm a Black woman, yes, but it doesn't mean that I'm making this product solely to a certain group of people. Yeah, so that's another <laughs> little <laughs> challenge that I've been um, experiencing as well is trying to make sure people understand that if you have my problem that I'm trying to solve, it doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter your sex, it doesn't matter this and that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and so, why? So, do you- yeah.
0: Why do you think that seems to be the problem that because you're a black woman, people assume that your product is only for black women?
1: So I think it's just um, uh, preconceived ideas. Um, there's a specific word for it. Um, uh, not assumptions, but assumptions, that's, that is one of the word, but I can't come up with it. word. <laughs> It's, it's it's the word it's strange like when people already have preconceived ideas on what a certain person should act or do a stereotype or a bias stereotype exactly it's more towards stereotype and bias yeah so they just assume that because and because there's not that much representation there's not that many people who have done that as well so it's sort of like oh okay this is the first person I've seen it, so they must be making it for their own people. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. And yeah. and it's it's interesting to
0: hear that because, for example, right, um, in the US, like the beauty industry yeah. is a like yeah. billions of dollars. It's like a huge, yeah. um, you know. And, and so to hear you say that you're struggling to find access to resources and funding, um. Like, why, like, if you had to speak to a boss of a big company, like, who's like, if you can think of the uh, the biggest company that you would want for them to be like, princess, what can we get Antley on our shelves? What kind of company would that be? And yeah, if you had to get, um go to dinner or have dinner with the big boss of that company, what conversation would you have with that person?
1: Yeah, so That's a very good question. So like you mentioned, in the US, you know, it's a very big industry. And also there has been now, I guess, steps made towards including um, brands that are owned and, you know, founded by minority groups. So they've actually started to make, um, um they started to create, you know, programs as well, um, like Sephora Accelerator, um, there's Target, which are all programs that help to facilitate those brands and help them to grow and sort of launch into their retail. Um, but the thing is, because I'm based in Australia, I can't access those programs because, you know, I'm not from the U.S. <laughs> So I then have to look what's available in Australia, and there's nothing available in Australia. So it's actually a really tricky situation, really, where it's like you don't even know where to start because there's no one else who's done it. So it's like it's it's almost like trying to find a needle in a haystack because you just don't even know where to start. So if I was to say someone, I guess I would say someone who's in control of like Sephora in Australia or like one of the big. Retailers in Australia, one of the big bosses to have a chat and just be like, so what are you doing? You know, to help you know diversify your shelves and sort of like have products that um have you know this certain group of people that are in Australia that have migrated to Australia um to be able to use. So that's sort of where I would go. One of like I I can't even pinpoint. That's the thing because it's like I'm working from ground zero here (laughs) I'm working from ground zero so it's yeah yeah okay
0: so okay so let's just say you know let's just say the uh like the big boss of Sephora is actually listening to this podcast like what's in it for them having a product like your product on their shelves Yeah.
1: Yes, okay, so I'll say what's you know for them is definitely being able to give people the basic rights, which is being able to have access to skincare products that are you know have representation at the forefront, inclusive to, inclusivity at the forefront, and not just um those terms. As a token like as a token, is a way to tick a box, and you know, oh, very inclusive. But like people actually do the work and make sure that they hire a team that you know is rooted in diversity, and you know, so yeah, hire a team, and also their imagery and all of their assets are rooted in inclusivity. Because you know, there's a few brands out there where it's like, you know, they say they're inclusive, but then their teens, you know, they, it doesn't reflect that. So, and then you try to. <laughs> this runs off a story I had a friend who is she is when I tell you she is like a beauty guru a beauty guru her content experience everything she had a baseline marketing and her main focus was to work in the beauty industry in Australia and she applied like every day she was always on LinkedIn she contacted a lot of beauty brands you know looking for a job because she didn't want to work anywhere else besides the beauty industry and I remember even telling her like girl you might as well just get a corporate job but she's like no like I really like beauty like I want to work here and then she was so adamant about it but every single time she always got knocked back wow. to the point where even I was confused you know when you start questioning yourself like is it me? like like, is it me who's not seeing that like this lady is really talented like is everyone else not seeing like you start to question yourself like maybe maybe she's not that good but like but you know that she is good so it's like why is everyone else not seeing that she can be a vital you know a crucial person to be p- join some of these brands and really help to, you know, make impactful change. But, you know, she still got no And until she left the country. She went to another country and then she got a job like this straight away. Oh, really? Where did she end up? In though? the in beauty industry. She went to Amsterdam. So she's originally from France and then she self-went to Amsterdam. And That's then she got a job with a big beauty company. So, you know, things like that sort of makes you question a lot of things. So that's just, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: such a missed opportunity in that sense, right? You think like, yeah, you know, who's got a following, who's opening doors and opportunities for any business or any yeah. company and they're not tapping into yeah. it. Yeah. And so, yes. yeah. And, and is there a question that I haven't thought about
1: um, that you would have liked me to ask you? Oh, okay. Um, so I think I'll probably say like, you know, this is to anyone else's listening, which is like, how have I helped? Like, how have I, you know, sort of gone over this triumph? Like, how have I triumphed over these challenges that I've had? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good question. So others can sort of, you know, learn a few things or two.
0: Yeah. And so what's the biggest challenge? that you've overcome that you can share to people who are trying to break into an industry as well?
1: Okay, um, I would say the biggest challenge. I'll probably say, okay, I'll say two things because it's not on the, the same, yeah. same levels. So I can't say funding yet because I am still working with <laughs> her. Um so I'll probably say um, educating myself on sort of like the industry that I'm going to. I think that's one of the things that I've I've been able to do in the last two years. I've really pulled my head down, try to see who is in the industry, what are they doing, how can we sort of collaborate, how can we work together, how can we share ideas on how we can make the industry better. So I'll probably say, you know networking um has been one. Um where actually I think I confused the two. Hold on. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I saw one thing and then changed. I did it change. Mean, so I would so I would say um education. So I've educated myself on everything to do with the industry and I've put my head down and researched every little corner to be very aware of the pros and what's going on and what's not going on at the same time as well and just to make sure I'm well-versed in what I'm doing so if someone asks me I'm like yep ABCD and this this is what's happening and this is how we're trying to solve the problem of this so and then the second one has been networking and really trying to um, find people who are like-minded that I can solve um, bounce off and share ideas and how we can make the industry better and how we can make the brand better so networking is definitely that's one of the things I've learned is it's very important you know I've technically met you know journey through networking so networking and education on your subject my right? own like on what you're trying to do
0: yeah absolutely so, yeah, yeah. Those are good points, and I'm sure that they're like, there's a list of challenges that you can share.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely leave that for another episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because I might try to book than writing a whole list. Like, okay, number one. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Start, start, start compiling that list as you go. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I've already written half of the book. It's ready for publish. You'll find it on Amazon very soon.
0: (laughs) That's it. I'm just gonna take over. Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah, of course.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Princess, for your time and for sharing your story. And look, we'll be watching you for sure. Um, all your social media are gonna be in the episode description show. Um, so yeah, so I really appreciate everything that you shared and really wishing you to go big because you're not going
1: home thank you oh, that's a nice line okay. <laughs> I'm going big because I'm not going home <laughs> that's right you can thank use you. it thank you. <laughs> thank you thank you thank so. you I, I
0: will this episode of Uncover Untapped Markets featured the inspiring and thought-provoking Princess Junoi I'm your host Juni connect with Propel Innovations on LinkedIn Instagram and Facebook Follow us on Twitter at Propel underscore UX and read my blog posts on Medium at Junie BP. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with other business leaders. Want to be a guest on our show? Reach us at hello at PropelInnovations.co. Leave us a review so we can unveil more stories like in this episode. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned and keep uncovering untapped markets.